What's up, everyone? Welcome to Look Who's Talking Mao. I am your host, Chris Mowry, and joining me today is longtime friend Eric Fame. Hey, what's up? He's a merch and VIP coordinator for countless bands, band manager, promoter rep for AEG, entrepreneur, musician. Eric, is there anything you don't have your hands in currently? Uh, I, I actually... Uh, it's a PG-13 podcast, too, so yeah, you know true, you got that. I'm just kidding. You can say whatever you want. Uh, uh, sleep. Sleep, yeah. That, that would be one thing I'm currently lacking. In. Yeah, same. Same on that. How long have we known each other? I was trying to think about this, and I all the years start like mixing together, and then I, I can't really figure it out. I can't remember out. if we met before Mime Game or if it was after. No, we... We had, or it might have been that rendezvous house. Yeah, yeah. That's that just popped in my head. I hadn't thought about that place in a long time. I just found out a uh, regular of Record Bar Brunch lives in that house now. What? Yeah, and it's all split up into apartments now. It's not just oh, like wow. a big house. It's probably safe. It, it's uh-huh. probably safer. Yeah, instead of a sixteen-person, uh, terrifying, just commune of house parties. And yeah, house parties and house shows. And uh, it was a lot of fun, shooting. but it was very, very weird. Yeah, somebody got shot. Um, God. It was a it was a fun time. Yeah, not, yeah. Not the not the not the shooting. Not that part. night. No, but other times. Other times fun. were really good. Did you guys play there? You guys played there. Yeah, didn't we you? played there. Actually, our PA was there the day of that shooting. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, almost almost took a took a bullet. They pulled it out of the wall there. <laughs> um, so that. <laughs> and when we, I say you guys, that was the Atlantic at the time, or yeah, was it Claire? That was Atlantic. Okay. Do you recall playing bass in a tree in Austin, Texas? I do. That was a, that was a fun little South by Southwest. What is it? How, just house party show. Yeah. So I like I just like had this idea of like I know enough bands that are traveling down there. I could probably set up a show somewhere. And then somebody's like, "Well, you could do it in our backyard. We'll take out the fence in between both houses, and we'll have a backyard party." I was like. Yeah, that's we could do that totally. Yeah. Not thinking about how sounds gonna run, how we're we gonna do. Not really thinking about how any of that <laughs> would work. And then like I was, we weren't charging any money. And then this guy comes in and goes, "I want to buy the next keg." And then yeah. it just becomes this whole thing. Uh, but yeah, one of the that night one of the, went off. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, best parts of that that day because you guys you guys played early, but uh, you climbed up and played bass in the tree right behind where the bands were playing. Yeah, that was. I noticed a lot of people over the fence uh, looking at us playing, so I wanted to get a better view of them. Yeah, and that was like kinda, a. Um, they were in like a halfway house or something. Yeah, it was. It was Behind cool. Us. It was yeah. really cool. <laughs> I, uh, I, I definitely like climbing things more so than I just don't have the confidence to do that West Borland like base paint or anything. I right. just gotta climb on. You stuff. just gotta climb shit. Move around a lot. Yeah. So there was actually there's two th- notable things from that day. One of the bands, Cloud Eater, the singer for that, now uh, is signed to Rock Nation and writes for Rihanna and oh, a wow. bunch of people. I had no idea. Um, yeah. He goes by the artist named Sam Dew. And he did stuff with the Damn. guitarist of... Uh, Still talk to him? TV on the radio. No, Damn. I do not. Because <laughs> like once he like shifted into his solo career, he kind of yeah. just like cut ties with everything. And like yeah. he like still keeps close tabs with the Cloud Eater guys, but... Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want a bunch of people like trying to get a hold of him now and yeah. all that. But damn, uh, then That's awesome for him. the headliner, you mean Apollo? He ended up signing as a solo artist to um, Dine Alone Records. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good things came out of that. Yeah, backyard. I mean, I didn't do it, yeah. but they they were uh, two bands actually made it out of that. Yeah. So. so let's see here. You you've been doing this merch thing for a while. How did you get started in in managing merch and just selling merch for bands so i got my start with the devil wears prada metal metalcore band they're based out of dayton ohio back in the day and 
a buddy of mine started tour managing them after getting a job from another friend around here in the Kansas City Lawrence area. Mm-hmm. And he brought me into the camp, and then I started working for them in 2013 uh, after about probably about five years of knowing the guys. And they brought me in and just had me uh, jump on merch and just kind of hit the – just got thrown in the fire, honestly. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never <laughs> – I'd never sold more than a hundred dollars worth of shit at a yeah. show before. And then immediately got thrown into keeping an inventory of, of like a hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise. Just day one, here's 64 boxes. Just figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, I, there was, there was a rough, rough couple show. The first few shows are rough. I'd bring like $20,000 into the venue, uh, worth of merchandise and then sell five and then be stuck counting out fifteen thousand dollars to make sure that's what i had if i didn't have any overages or under money yeah it definitely took a big steep learning curve to figure it out yeah and what and so from there did how did you start getting other tours and how did you start getting other opportunities and stuff um i'll i'll be honest i think van's warp tour helped me out a lot with meeting a lot of my current friends and yeah mentors and co-workers and and I, uh, I did my first Fans Warp Tour in 2014 mm-hmm. with Prada and did my next one with Issues in 2016 and then did a Mirror in 2017. So I kind of got to just got to know a lot of people on on the road through that. And it's such a smaller world than most people think. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, industry is small. Yeah, it's very small. A lot of people don't understand maybe um – like, cause they just go to work tour every year and they yeah. know it's like a long day, yeah. but just tell, tell the people like what a, just one day of work yeah. tour looks like. And then like going into another day. Okay. So wake up around seven or eight, try and get off the bus or out of your van or bandwagon, um, and get to your, get to your merch. You open your trailer up super early. We all would go out to, I guess, whatever field or amphitheater we were in and wait for the trucks to park. And once those trucks had parked and we had unloaded the trucks, like we, any of the merch folks would usually work on the merch truck. Um, you'd pay some money to have space for merchandise on this truck, um, which helped kind of with delivering merchandise to and front. Like you didn't yeah. have to, it was like having your inventory right on site. Yeah. So you pay a little extra money to have that in your tent right there. So you don't have to pull all that stuff out of your trailer. So some people still did that. So you do that. We'd all as a group unload the truck and then set our tents up and get placement from uh one of the dudes that worked for vans to tell us where to go to basically keep up with fire code and uh just the fluidity of the 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 venue space yeah so that's gotta that's all happening before i guess uh before 10 a.m before 10 a.m because gates are usually 11 yeah but kevin lyman would there there would be days where be like oh yeah we're gonna open doors at 10 36 let's go everybody ready cool let's, <laughs> All right, let's we're just good go. let's go but yeah and so so we do that gates would be open probably 11 o'clock and uh it'd just be busy as shit for at least for all the bands i worked for yeah it was busy as hell from then until it was the proper time to tear down most times people would tear down at like when the sun started setting um, or after if their band played late, they'd break down, uh, they'd break down right after the, after the rush of their, their band. Um, some people would stay up late as hell. I mean, you could stay up as long as you want. If you weren't on the truck, if you're on the truck, you would 
have to all collectively tear down and then help each other pack up. Um, which is cool. It built like a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. Cause there's yeah. a lot of different people on the truck. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people. Different yeah. People yeah there was stuff. like, there's usually like 15 to 20 merch, uh, merch managers on the truck. All right. So that sounds like a lot. And then yeah. you, then you, you, may tear, be, yeah. you may be good to bed at like what? Like shit. I mean, I would, I would still, you still want to have some fun and hang right. out with your friend, like, and wind down after a long day. I would go to bed at like, midnight one yeah, o'clock. I was say midnight one o'clock and then you're back up and again back at up. seven i mean there were there were day there were, were there were tours that were like eight days in a row nine days in a row that's insane and then uh on the last one which i was oh uh it's like a double-sided thing like i'm happy i didn't do it and i'm also bummed yeah um but there was a 20-day stretch like that 20 days without a day off working like 18 hours a day um so i didn't miss I yeah didn't miss that yeah that sounds sounds brutal and in the heat yeah and in the rain because it's always at least four and, or five yeah. dates are rained out like yeah. just because it's just so insane you can't you can't not get rain on this like nine week tour yeah so how'd you uh you've been working with chan for how long you've been working with them i just came up on a year with them a year but how do you how do you start with those guys so uh i met andrew harin through a mirror in 2017 and he managed them since his fail Sean, after the burial, he managed a bunch of bands that I had toured like alongside or liked. Mm-hmm. And I was out with Glassjaw in 2016. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 16 on the Glassjaw used tour. And Andrew came to hang out and we were kicking it with each other again. And McDonald's was right next to the bus and like all the guys wanted some. So we're like, oh, fuck it. We're going to go to McDonald's, get him something. And I'm in the car with him and I'm like, yo, dude, let me get your phone number. Like, I'd love to talk more sometime soon about anything and uh, he gave me his number and it in my phone it was already saved as frankie from a mirror so i had been texting frankie thinking or i had been texting andrew thinking it was frankie this whole (laughs) time like a year almost a year oh man um yeah so that was funny (laughs) as hell but yeah we we got to know each other through that more so and he just he hit me up asking if i was free last year and uh, I was, and I'm so happy he hit me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, John is is one of the coolest bands I've ever worked for. Yeah, and that and you started doing VIP for them as well. Besides yeah, just the yeah. merch stuff, just so. VIP merch. The VIP stuff's pretty. It's pretty easy compared to merchandise. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to set up uh, Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, that was during their shows. I actually forgot. About that. <laughs> that was that was the sickest. They had the sickest VIP I've ever done. Um, so we would do a meet and greet at the beginning uh, of the day, like right after, right before doors, and then signings and photos with the band, and then some like swag bag stuff. Yeah. But five people a day would get to play Super Smash Brothers mid show on a projector on like the fifth to last song during Chon set. And it was fucking cool. Like, yeah. and, and they called that tour Super Chon Brothers, right? Super Chon Bros too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first Super Chon Bros every day to that sold out, and then almost, uh, I think half of the half of the dates on the new one sold out. And what what ve- what size venues? Like are those? House of Blues, like fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, um, eighteen hundred. I have a cool skateboard from the Anaheim House of Blues. We sold that out, and nice. it, uh, they give you like if you sell that venue out, you get a custom skateboard with like the date and your band name on it and everything. So oh, that's cool. They sent they sent the, like everybody home with one. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I just finally got a chance to listen to their new album when I was uh, 
Oh yeah, you texted me. Yeah, I was like setting up uh, setting up for a, a comedy show at Record Bar. So there's just a lot of moving ta- chairs yeah. and tables for a long time, and then so I just put that it's good music record on. Too. Yeah, it's great. I really liked it. It's feel good, man. I don't know. Yeah, the first time I heard Sean was like I can't remember the name of the song now, but it was off the one with the leaf the the. Um, leaf album cover yeah. yeah and they were singing on it so i thought they were just like a oh. matthew band that sang yeah. but they, wait uh, now i gotta no. look up the album cover because yeah. now i'm gonna sound like a fucking dumbass <laughs> the band i work for john grow john yeah there's a leaf on that there's it, leaves there's leaves yeah on grow yeah, that's grow cool and <laughs> it was uh Sheesh. can't wait can't wait oh, yeah. has lyrics can't and words has... and it's like so, oh that's what I thought. I thought that's what the band sounded like. Yeah. So then when I heard more of it, I was like, oh. This is. What? It's, they're just completely instrumental. Yeah. And they're very good. It, very, very good. Yeah. On their new record, they have no no vocals, no features, nothing. It's sick. They they even have, like, iPhone text inside, like, of text messages they send each other through, throughout the recording process. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I don't think we should mess with any, like, fake shit. Like, let's just do real instruments. Like, cool yeah. in little text bubbles. It's yeah. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's really cool. I really, uh, really like that album. Uh, but they just played Electric Forest. Yes. Holy um, hell. <laughs> Dude, that... Talk to me about what this festival is really quick. And then, because when you said Electric Forest, I was like, oh, Chon seems like a weird fit on there. But yeah. maybe maybe it's not. I'm... It's No, it's a perfect fit, I feel like. They had just done Coachella earlier this year mm-hmm. um, where Kenny G came out and get, did a guest spot with them, which, which is, is crazy. fucking crazy. <laughs> Met him at the album release show, by the way, and he was so, so kind. Uh, his son, Max, Max G, opened the show in L.A., and it was uh, his band is called The Mantle, and they're fucking cool. They're just like heavy <laughs> prog rock. Like, yeah, I, it was abrasive, but it was, it was sick. It was like... It's like, oh yeah, that, like I didn't expect that. Yeah, but where is it going? Electric Forest. Yeah, Electric Forest. Um, so that was the final day of this last tour, mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, I really had most of the day off just to drop. They had vendors at the venue selling merchandise. Oh, so you didn't um, have to. So worry I didn't have to sell that. anything. Nice. I just had to drop inventory off and then come collect it at the end of the night. But Electric Forest is like a heavily. It's a heavy EDM festival. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's Bass Nectar was he- Bass Nectar and Alice in Wonderland. Alice, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like insane production. That's why. Yeah, because I thought it was an EDM fest, so that's it why is. I was kind of like, ah. Oh. It's it's weird, but Sean was a really good fit on. Like, they, yeah. here, here's the thing: they also have like jam bands. Like, yeah. Sean's spot. Sean's spot on this show was perfect for them because they played in. Sherwood Forest at the observatory stage, which is in the middle between the one giant stage and the other giant stage. So right three hours before Sean went on, on, the, on this stage, String Cheese Incident was playing a three and a half hour set. <laughs> so I walked over there and there was just people tripping their balls off yeah. and just like fucked up jamming and wiggling about. And so... But right, so String Cheese ended at eleven o'clock, and that's when Sean went on. Okay. And then Bass Nectar, who's another just massive wub wub, woof, woof. Bass Nectar went on at midnight, right when Sean ended. So everyone had to walk through the forest to go to get to the other stage. Well, Sean's mid set, and it, fit, it there was like four thousand, five thousand people watching it. It felt yeah. like it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Because people that like jam bands will really like math rock. They may not get it, but they'll yeah. like it. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I had met a guy there who happened to give me some mushrooms for about $20, just an eighth of mushrooms. And I told him I had the day off and was just kind of hanging out and just doing whatever the band needed me to do on the side. And so I decided to just like kind of gobble a few during the, during the day. I was riding around with Ted, our basically artist coordinator. Yeah. And he offered me like his, his little weed pen was like, Oh cool. You know, we're hanging out here in Rockbury, Michigan in the forest. And he, he was like, you looking to have some fun tonight? I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on my way there right now actually. And, uh, he hands me this enamel pen with a little like almost fortune cookie like note on it. And it's just a, a circle with a tree with an electric lightning, like a lightning bolt through it and wings on it. And it says, if you want to have a good time, come to the Putt Putt Swingers Club and ask for Betty. Um, XOXO. <laughs> so, so I'm like, holy shit, what is this? We're like, in the what, forest, dude. What is this? Yeah. Like what's the putt putt swingers club? And and Ted tells me he's like it's it's in the hangar. I'm like okay, that doesn't really give me much information besides I, I'll probably find a hangar out here. Um, <laughs> and so I I find a map finally of the forest and uh, I see this hangar place on there. I decide at about eleven thirty because basically we had to play the Sean had to play from eleven to midnight and then we immediately had to pack up and leave. Um, so I had from. 11:30 while they were playing it's like i'm gonna go i have to see what this thing is about before i leave here so i i walk over to the hangar through a bunch of crazy like just straight hippie hip, like hippies new yeah. hippies just young hippies yeah um and make it into this hangar play or this hangar and there's this guy at the putt putt there's like a mini golf course and he's got pink sparkly hair and then a pink beard and i walk up and i he, he's like he he looked at me like he knew i had a question like a <laughs> A question was like does this does this mean anything to you and he just i showed him the pen he's like go back go back behind the windmill I'm like oh god okay sure <laughs> so i get against the wall and i look over um and i see a curtain and right behind the curtain is a woman in a lot of leather and a man on a dog leash on his hands and knees oh no this is gonna go bad oh yeah <laughs> I had to. I had to check it out. Like I, I had eaten about two grams of mushrooms. It was. You had to I, know what this mystery I, was. I had, you don't just get something like that placed in your lap. To the, not. De- the detective in you was like, I need to see what I this is. Bust this case wide <laughs> open. Oh, something's gonna get busted <laughs> wide open. Um, dear God. Um, I've told my wife about all this. By the way, this okay. is this is we are. I'm in the, I called her immediately. He's like, I, I found myself in a very strange predicament, Brooke. Um, so I, I'm waiting against this wall, and these there's a, a couple standing in front of me, and then, like, a couple other production. Like, the couple seemed like fans. Like, they had been attending the festival. There was a couple other people behind me that were in line waiting to go in that had, like, walkies on and product. They were part so of production. Tech, yeah, they're pro- production people or, or a stage yeah or yeah or artists other artists on the on the thing yep um i was kind of bummed t-pain wasn't there too that would have made this story way way wilder yeah did but he play the he played fest? the festival it was <laughs> okay. fucking insane it was so tight i had i snuck i snuck side stage and watched it and was just like this is i know so many t-pain songs yeah you wouldn't think you do but you do it just happens I'm waiting, and I, this couple in front of me is like really anxious. Like they think it. I think they think it's like a full-on sex club. And they're like, 
what do you like are you excited to go in here what do you think's in here like i don't even know like i but i'm just so like ready to check it out and so this this woman comes out she's kind of stout and she has a, a green wig on and she's in character and she comes out and she's like my name's alice i'm the janitor here we're like oh oh uh cool she's like they never let us have any fun here would you like to go see where the fun's at, though? I can show you. We're like, okay, cool. Like, Absolutely. I want to, but then yeah. she, she, she looks over at the two, like, anxious people and is like, how'd you find your pen? And they're like, oh, this uh, this guy gave it to us at the counter. You know, like, uh, uh, the, the gentleman told us to come here and do this. And she's like, you only have one. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, only one of you can come in. So they're all like, what the hell? I can't, like, man. <laughs> She's like, you got to work. It's your problem now. <laughs> um, and so she does, she, sk- like, brushes them off and then takes us back. And uh, she's like, are you ready to see what this is? And we walk in, and the first thing I see is a woman in, like, a 1940s, like, flowery dress being uh, tied up with rope and suspended upside down by a guy, like a magician-looking dude. But it's, like, not magic. It's just spanking. Like, it's... <laughs> so she's hanging upside down with her hands between her legs, but her legs are behind her head, and he's spank-spinning her in a circle. And, okay. Um, oh, and so basically, I've walked into a bondage speakeasy, and I go up to the bar. I'm like, I, I... Other people are just looking at this, and there's a bartender in, like, a POS system here. Like, this is... A bar. This has to be an okay place, yeah. I guess. Like, it's a legit <laughs> establishment. And so I get a beer, and I'm sitting there, and I watch a, a guy knock a chair over. He's, like, trying to get up, and he, he knocks his chair over, and it, some a dominatrix appears out of nowhere. And it's just like, do you want to get fucking punished for knocking my chair over? And he was not about, like, he was like, oh, uh, uh, no. No, I'm good. Nope, I don't. was like, don't look at me. Like, I did not... I was not about it either. I just came here for the show. So, so yeah, I, I looked over, and I... So, they have her on the stage, and then in the corner, there's a guy uh, being saran-wrapped to, like, almost a cross uh, with spikes on it. <laughs> and so... But he just seems like a regular dude. Like, he found it and was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Man. I'm fucking doing this. We're doing stuff. this. I can't wait to tell everyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Same, same as my story, but he, he went in. He really investigated. Um, and so, basically, uh, this guy's getting saran wrapped and getting his nipples slapped with, like, a, a brush. And uh, he has a dog mask on. <laughs> and so, uh, I see him, and I'm like, this, and the mushrooms are kind of, like, really taking a hold right now. No way. Um, <laughs> the worst at the best possible yeah. time. Um, and I'm like, wow, man, this is crazy. So I see the original girl with the guy on the dog leash standing there. I'm like, I'm going to at least talk to somebody here. And I, and I say, so, hey, what's your dog's name? And she's like, his name's Nick. And just starts petting this man's head. And he's just brushing his head against her leg. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I got a dog named Jeff. Like, he, he's actually bigger than your dog. And he's a dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> and... Uh, I asked her if I could take a picture of her and Nick, and she's like, yeah, sure. And I had my disposable camera, but I didn't use my flash, so the picture didn't come out. So now I don't know if it's just a mushroom dream or if it really happened. It sounds like it really happened. 
because so the de- the details are are all there. Yeah. Like I feel like the details would be a little more fuzzy if you uh, if yeah. it was just a, a mushroom dream that you had. Yeah. It'd be quite the mushroom dream. You're harboring some things. It sounds like. It was a. Oh yeah. And as I walked out, uh, like I walked out and it was I appeared in that airplane hangar and there was ten women all with buffer machines massaging people with like fuzzy. There's like fuzzy shit on the buffer, so they're just massaging people. And that's when I thought I was really freaking out. Yeah. I was like, what? Where am I now? Um, You're in a forest in Michigan. Yeah, it was the best forest I've ever been to. <laughs> but yeah, I made it back in time to see the last three Chon songs, and then help them pack up. And we got on the bus, and I went to O'Hare, still wide awake, just wondering what I had just. Seen. When you got on the bus, were you like, guys? Oh, I told everybody. I gotta tell you what. <laughs> oh yeah. That, no, my day had already been crazy. Like I kept finding adventures besides that. Yeah. I just see him at. We weren't even really hanging out that much that day. I just kind of roamed, roamed around the forest on my own free will. Nice. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a tangent. I apologize. For that. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I know more about electric forest now. <laughs> Um, you got some really exciting news recently. You got your first uh, tour manager run coming up with American Football. Yes, that's kind of uh, wild, huh? I'm yeah. It's a very full circle-y thing. I just hope they like me and that I like them, and then we have a good time, man. You know what? Were you a American Football fan when you were growing up? Or? Yeah, I mean, I found them on I think MySpace or Pure Volume mm-hmm. back in the day. It was just that one record, you know, yeah. and that was a band I always thought was fucking awesome like you could write this thing and then just like go live your life and do cool shit whatever you want to do because i liked owen i like i i probably listen to owen more than i listen to american football there were there's like four or five american football songs i can throw on on repeat but like owen owen's sick yeah um we had holds for him at record bar and then it fell through so i don't know i thought he went to right was it mike Mike Kinsella, right? Yeah, but I think he. Uh, I it was it was for some time coming up. Yeah, and I think it, it oh, the weird. tour just. I know didn't work out. <clears throat> or so that if you want to come up to that Granada show, uh, oh yeah, it's uh, the thirteenth. I think I need uh, to figure, I need to know uh, that for thirteenth sure. of September. September. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're gonna have actually. I'm only so I'm doing a week with them. It's gonna be starting at Granada, then Lincoln, and then Riot Fest. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be sick. I just gotta, I'm looking at van rentals right now and i need to find a vibraphone so uh we need to f- when we're at work in a couple of days uh, uh, to show we can maybe you just need a vibraphone at granada a, yeah granada i know where you can get a vibraphone can, hell yeah hook <laughs> that shit up my guy i'll guess let's see for that vibraphone <laughs> i know where you can get one along with that you also manage a great instrumental band uh legrand yes um how's all that been going i it's saw going. you i saw you were with them practicing today yeah they they're fucking amazing, man. I am so proud of them for putting that record out, classic jazz. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, <laughs> did a little microphone a dance. Little, little microphone um, movement. Uh, yeah, they they have come so very far and are honestly three of the best musicians I know personally. Yeah, um, Sam's great. Sam, dude, I I don't know many. I don't know any drummers. Sam really. drums. Sam drums. In a way that looks like it's—he's not Everless? sweating. Yeah, uh, he's just fine. He's just doing, and it'll do like some stupid fill, but he barely moved. Yeah, it's robotic and fun. It's like yeah. the most fun robot. Yeah, he—he <laughs> um, he was when I'm, I was at their practice the other night. He was kind of doing some frilly shit and showing off a little bit. And Sterling and I looked up like mid mid song on a couple of things. We're like, that was nasty. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? 
where did that come from? Yeah. Like, so they've got, I think they've got about 12 demos and that they're working on for the next record. Nice. So I'm really trying to help get them out there. Yeah. And just do what I can to get them on some shows, get them in front of people, because when they're heard, they're heard. And yeah. they, people, they, it's just going to get better and better. And they opened for uh, TTNG not that long ago. Oh, yeah. Violuna. Oh, Violuna, Violuna also did. TTNG yep. at Bottleneck. And v, or TTNG was so kind to those dudes. Yeah. They, like, tagged them on Instagram a few times and were just really cool dudes. I love, I've known, I've known TTNG for about a year. That's another band that, like, I liked growing up. And then I got to tour with them last year, and they were just the sweetest. Was, Chon, was that with Chon as yeah, well? It was, yeah. Dude, that was the, one of the sickest lines. It was Chon. Polyphia, TTNG, and Trico, the Japanese math yeah. rock band, who are Insane. just badass. Well, uh, they have a show uh, coming up at Mini Bar August 30th, right? Yeah. Uh, so that'll be very, very fun. It's going to be Legrand, Monobody. Sorry. So Legrand is going to be playing with Monobody, Junior Clooney, Spark the Forest, and an acoustic performance by Camp. Uh, at the mini bar on August 30th. Yes, yeah, so that'll be very sweet. It's directly f- behind where we are right now. You also play bass in Janky, and you said you guys had some uh, stuff you've been working on? Yeah, I just, they literally snagged me up uh, like two months ago, and we're like, hey, you want to, Ken, Ken was working at Riot Room, and I had told him like, yo, I'm trying to, still trying to tour, but I'm trying to tour less. And he's like, you playing music with anybody? It's like, nah, and he's like, come play bass. So I just oh, learned, nice. learned, like eight songs in a week and then went and did a show at Riot Room with them for their, my first one and then we did this like a little weird blood drive show at the Truman and raised like 27 liters of blood or something oh nice yeah so it was that was cool um but uh but yeah we got some I think we have a show we're supposed to do this coop session thing I don't know if you've heard about that up Mm-mm. in Lawrence it's oh, some the- of the why god why dudes um oh you mean the co-op Co-op oh, session? That could be it. Yeah, co-op session. Like, it's uh, it's um, yeah, the drummer uh, who's in who's in Why God, but he yeah. is the lead in Westerners. Okay. And uh, yeah, he had, does like these uh, session things in his like little studio space now. So we were supposed to do one last night, and they had to reschedule just because of moving shit. I know a bunch of the mm-hmm. Why God dudes are moving to Philly, mm-hmm. um, which is sick. Cause Philly's fucking cool, and I'm sure they'll start. If they, uh, it's I, always sunny there. I heard. Oh, I heard. <laughs> I just finished, <laughs> dude. Damn it, damn it. I just finished the 13th season. I oh, had really? slept on it, and just the end of Max, just like poetic dance. Yeah. It, oh my God, it's that, and then the 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 Eagles uh, Super Bowl. Oh episode. yeah. I haven't watched. I haven't watched oh, 13 because I went back and started rewatching, and then I just started falling off of it, like. After trying to rewatch some of those, yeah. some of those seasons in the middle are not. Ooh, uh, they're they're rough. Yeah, it gets a little rough in there. I mean, it, it happens. Mac was trying to figure himself out. D was still well. She was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. She. It was right after he got fat and then skinny again, and then I was like, ah. Eh, yes. Um, Damn it! I had a janky show. I wanted to fucking talk about. And you, now you can't find it. I can't find it. It's that Palo Zalo. Oh, Palo Zalo. Oh, the uh, the three deep fest. Three deep fest. Polo, how do you spell it? Palo Palo Zolo. Damn it! You're talking about three Eric. deep. Yeah, right. Chroma depth. September twentieth. Now I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> September twentieth, janky Palo Zolo, 
Floral, Triptides, Monta at Odds. Dub set. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But the, it... the 3D Chromadep stuff is really cool. Is Everybody it... wears uh, 3D glasses in the audience, and the, the projections what? and stuff are 3D. Damn. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me more than I know about this right yeah, now. It's, I just it's really cool. I'm going to play bass. It's at Record Bar. Hell yeah. And Hi, uh, frequent guest of the show, Eric, is Paolo Zolo, so... Um, he comes on and talks about sports because he's really? a sports nerd. Yeah, dude, I love all of those Henry guys. Every single one of them are the kindest dudes in the world. Yeah, um, I've known all them since Quiet. We've known them since Quiet Corral yeah. days. Well, I've known the Wards longer than that. I've known the really? Wards since I was like fifteen. No shit. Yeah, because they were doing There's noise. F- they were doing noise, noise FM. FM back then. Yeah, so. they've been they've been rock and roll. In, they've been a staple of local <laughs> rock and roll. Of just handsome yeah boy. i don't mean to handsome boys all on their good looks but they're uh, handsome damn. and now they're they live in chicago still uh but they come back and do noise fm stuff every once in a while i think yeah. they're recording some stuff i saw yeah. on the instagrams something like that isaac garrett eric noise boys love you yeah i, I went out drinking with them after their show at truman and oh, that was nice. that was probably a mistake i woke <laughs> up very hungover oh i believe it uh, you've been playing No Man's Sky recently. Oh, God, yes, I have. I uh, got back into it. How's that? Yeah, I, I it's one of those games where I'm, I'll am i hop in for a little bit, like right after the new update, and then I'll yeah. like play around with it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of fun, but then it like starts getting really grindy, and then I go, I got to... Try something. I got to get get out. That's the thing. Like, so I'd fallen into, this, uh, into the realm of Fortnite and uh, Apex Legends, and I just kept finding myself up till like 5 a.m. playing this cyclical—is that right? Uh, this cyclical game that was just like, all right, game over, game over, restart, game yeah. over, game over, restart, game over. Like, yeah. oh, I just got fucking killed again. Or, yeah. wow, it took me 300 games to win one game. Thank you, Bangalore. Like, you're <laughs> you're my hero. Um, but I. Uh, I had missed No Man's Sky because I got it right when it came out and was, like everybody else, extremely disappointed. Yeah, you start off, and it's really fun for, like, the first, like, two hours, and then it yeah. just dies after that. Oh, man. When it came out, it, I mean, it definitely was the biggest flop of a game I'd ever played. They've been um, supporting it a lot, though. Yeah. The, so I got back to it about a year later after I had gotten kind of tired of Zelda on Switch and... uh I was just like, I need to, I need to dive back in. I heard they updated it, and now built like all the building of the bases uh, on different planets and saving those things, and the uh, the ability to transport to and from different galactic stations. Like that makes it a lot easier to kind of build up inventory of stuff. I don't know. It just made it more of a challenge, and I could, I, I I've always liked like build them style sims like yeah or roller coaster tycoon and yeah. stuff so like, i loved roller coaster tycoon. dude that game was I, they just try to get me with an ad for like their touch thing and i was like no nope, back off dude no way i can't do that not not happening not disrespecting my old <laughs> yeah it's like that like that. that that age of empires all of those were my favorite when i was younger but sim city just freaking fuck everything up with oh, some yeah. disasters it was a blast dude there's a so speaking of that if you're into games like that there's a game that just came out called uh they are billions Okay. And it's like steampunky, but the whole idea is to survive zombie hordes that continuously uh-huh. come. Yeah. So you like build okay. up your place. You're never really going out and conquering areas. Yeah. It's more like how long can you survive oh, each wow. 
each it'll like give you a countdown to the day when the horde's coming. Oh and you shit! You have to build up your defenses in order to survive it. Is it a phone game or no? It's a PlayStation. Really? PlayStation PC. Okay. Every I think it's on everything. It's a, so I could buy it on the network. On the yeah, network. yeah. Okay, sick. And uh, it just like continually get keeps getting more difficult, more really? difficult, and then. Okay. Uh, from what I've heard, near the end of the game, the reason why it's called "There Are Billions" is because it's just Never like ending. there's going to be billions billion. of them are coming at you at the like like near end game where you're like, oh, I'm I gotta be close to the end, and all of a sudden the horde comes and it's just oh like my. fucking ridiculous. Like, oh, like literally unbeatable. Maybe so. Yeah. people have beaten it. They I've heard people say they've beaten it, but yeah. um, I want to see seemed, video they're, they're like yeah, they're like they kind of yeah. say it's sort of like. Um, like the Dark Souls of like a of a game like that where it's go- it's going to be really difficult. Yeah, uh, but payoff well, like, is yeah yeah it's fun. People seem to be enjoying it. But it I looks didn't check cool. that. What's it called? They are billions. They are billions. And it's just a an RTS where you're just building up and you're not really going out to conquer other areas. You're okay. just kind of it's all about getting uh, the a group of survivors right. up big and like having them survive That's sick. and be, yeah. finally kill off the zombie horde. I gotta check that I out. I guess you do have to. I've heard you have to do go out and um, to like the surrounding villages and yeah. kind of clear those out. Okay. Because if you don't, near the end, it adds zombies. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Because if you don't clear out the villages, then yeah, they then get all diseased, people. and then what the? I love zombie yeah. games. Yeah. That shit. I mean, it's an RTS build them up. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, it just came out like uh, on Friday, I think. Oh shit. Okay. I'm yeah. getting on that tonight. Yeah. Take a oh. look at it. Like, watch some stuff on it. But it looks really cool. I fucked up and didn't bring my Switch on tour this last time with the mm. John Boys, and that was that, that was sounds like my a mistake. Biggest mistake, yeah. Because on off days, all they do is sit in hotel rooms and play Smash, and just. Are you are you a Smash boy? I am. I'm not good by any means. I'm a Kirby using. I'm a I'm a Captain Kirby Falcon. Pikachu. Falcon Punch. Falcon Punch. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my jam, Samus, but I, I can't really. I'm yeah. not very good at it at all. I I'm a button machine. Um, just a little Legrand. So reference uh yeah. i'm a just a button mashing freak um so I, I can do okay but i'm i can't compete with those kids yeah no it's that's if i had a switch it'd be it'd be for like all the really fun indie games that are on there yeah uh and like the mario stuff but so i've been playing this game that i purchased back around uh christmas time yeah was that the one you were playing when i walked in yeah moonlighter so it's like one of those games where like i usually get a psn card from somebody yeah in my family around Christmas and everything's on sale around Christmas. So I usually yeah. buy like four or five games with Fuck it yeah. and then just let it they're in my library forever. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I should probably go back to that. I was yeah. interested in it before and just ne- whatever I started it and it just didn't grab me or something. Yeah. So I started it up the other day and it is sucking my life away because yeah. every time I'm like not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. Oh no. Uh, and it's like, I'm sure, like, after we get done doing this... That's what you're going to get I'm probably going to play more Moonlighter. And Fuck it's, yeah. So what it is, is it's basically a roguelike RPG. Okay. Where it's it's very Zelda-like, like, top-down. You're going yeah, into dungeons. Yeah. But when you're in these dungeons, you're getting uh, materials and loot and things like that. Okay. And then you have to take that stuff back home uh-huh. to where then it... Beca- during So basically at night, you're in there going into the dungeons. During the daytime, you have a shop. Okay. That you have to so you sell. Like run a store. It's yeah, like running have, a store. Yeah, and it's a lot like a, like an Animal Crossing or like a Harvest Moon. That kind of thing where Harvest it, it Moon feels it feels like that where like yeah. the the community around you starts growing because yeah. you Stimulate you can purchase upgrades for the there, shop. Or? Yeah, you can purchase upgrades for the shop to give your shop extra things, but then you can yeah. also get uh, build other shops. So you're building like a shop that'll like so give you, you new armor, new like weapons, that? new. Or? Well, no, no, no. These are they're separate shops in the town. Okay. 
and then you would go over there and this one will give you new weapons armor those kind of things yeah. and you get the recipes for those with the money okay. and with some materials that you have so you have to Shit. have the materials and the money combine them together then you get a new weapon and then you have i think you have like a like a helmet slot chest slot yeah boot Standard, slot like rpg and then you have style gear two weapon slots oh cool so you can like i have a spear and a bow and arrow okay. right now but it's all very zelda like so you yeah. when you are actually fighting it feels like you're playing an old top-down zelda game yeah. and it's like 16-bit looking graphics yeah, uh music's incredible but what the way it's like roguelike is if you're in one of these dungeons yeah you have the chance of getting yourself out by you have this like amulet or whatever that mm-hmm. you can hold that button and it'll take you back to town okay and you won't lose any of the stuff that you just got but if you die while you're in there gone. everything in your backpack that you have like one row of things that is on your person like in your pockets mm-hmm. and then you have 15 slots for other things and if you die you lose everything that is in your backpack okay how so, big is this a beatable game or is this a forever play like uh it's so it definitely seems beatable uh-huh. i'm it's just taking me like i've probably sweet time with it played i've probably played 10 to 10 hours at least i would think Hell yeah. um and i haven't gotten through the first dungeon Oh, wow. I got to the boss one time because there's three floors. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it kind of makes you not want to go through and beat it because you'll get a bunch of stuff and then be like, I have to get this stuff back. Yeah. So you take it back, and then you when you go back to the dungeon, all the dungeons reset oh, every time. So, so they're different more, every time. More yeah. gear, new... Okay. Yeah, new stuff. And by going home and selling that stuff, you're making more money, which allows you to get better upgrades. It's a capitalist to, stream. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really, really cool game. I think it's only like 10 bucks. Damn. Or twenty bucks, something I'm like that. Check it out. But uh, I know it's on Some Switch. Oh, I know it's it on, on Switch? Switch. Yeah, it seems like no. a, that'd be a Did you prime hear Switch. Animal game. Crossing's coming to Switch. Yes. That yeah, new new my Animal wife Crossing. Is stoked on that. Oh yeah. Uh, that that was my excuse for buying the Switch when I did. It was like no, an- this was like two years ago. It was like you know, Animal Crossing's coming yeah. out. Did she ever play uh, Stardew Valley? Maybe was that? It's the one where you like you were literally a farmer. Yes. It's like sprite based, and you just farm the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I see. I was a Harvest Moon kid. Yeah. The PlayStation Harvest Moon game. Ooh, I love that game. Does the same in this game? What was the name of this one? Again? Moonlighter. Moonlighter. And the way it, it's supposed to be, like you're you're a shop owner, but you're moonlighting as a hero because you're going into these dungeons to get all these things to come back and then yeah. sell them. So you're moonlighting as like this hero. And once you uh. once you beat the first boss, then the other four dungeon or one of the other d- dungeons unlocks. Okay. I haven't even been able to get one of those to unlock yet. Oh damn! Because like when I went in, every time I'm like. I can go one more room. I got. Yeah. I can go one more room. I'll be then fine. Then I get fucking destroyed. Lose everything. Yeah, because it's, it's not, not it. easy. Yeah, it's like Damn. pretty difficult. Uh, Did you play Dark Cloud? Do you remember that game? I do remember it, but I I never. Uh, oh, that never was got a, that, that was a dungeon theme. Like, you built you rebuilt your world. Basically, yeah. the entire world was destroyed, and you have to rebuild it. I think Dark Cloud One and Two are on sale on get, PS4 ooh, right now. You better stay away from those, honestly. You got <laughs> Moonlight. Is, you got enough on your hands. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was just a game I felt like sharing a lot about. It's been oh, out yeah. for a year, uh, but they most recently did a like update to it that yeah. now you can have like little companions, which are yes. um, enemies that you found that are now like, like a little one that's walking around with you. Yeah, I have this like little <laughs> spider pot that shoots water at people that Hell uh, yeah. does like five damage. It doesn't do a lot, but it does enough to like kind of. Take people away. Yeah. Yeah. So you also, you have a full back tattoo of the movie The Thing. Yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. The the Uh, man. Tell me about, tell me about why you, you like The Thing so much and why you decided that I need this on my back. I have always wanted, like, 
when I was younger, I used to draw on myself all the time, and my dad would, he was a conservative, conservative dude, so mm-hmm. he would see me drawing on myself and be like, that shit's, get that off, like, why do you do that? It's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You look dumb. Um, and so it made me want tattoos even more, and I, I grew up in kind of an army household, so it, seeing, like, old military dudes with tattoos was sick. Like, I didn't know what it was about it, but I just wanted them. And I had this every kid that thinks about tattoos is like oh i'm gonna plan this out and i had always wanted a full big piece and i kind of fucked up in my teen years by just getting shitty tattoos all over the place Mm -hmm. um instead of like sitting there and just like designing a full sleeve or leg piece or anything yeah so a couple years ago i was watching the movie for probably the millionth time and was just looking at the cover and was like fuck that would be so sick is a back piece and i looked up tat i just kind of wanted to look up to make sure i wasn't copying anybody i know it's very hard to come up with an original tattoo these days i have a ton of shitty standard flash tattoos that i know other people all have so i looked it up and did not see a single picture of a thing back piece so i decided i was going to do it and put about 40 hours into it now um so it's it fucking hurts, and the older I get, I'm 31 now, and it just feels like uh, worse every day, <laughs> just like being alive. Um, it's just, uh, it hurts. So what was it, so it was like the thing, your favorite favorite horror, horror movie? Favorite horror movie, favorite, favorite movie, movie, honestly. Um, I saw it for the first time when I lived in the Netherlands. I was at a sleepover with my at my buddy's house, Jorge, actually. Sorry, I remember like straight, very vividly, <laughs> like we were at Jorge's house, yeah sleeping over flipping through channels everybody else was asleep and i was still watching tv and i came to the scene where who is its fucking chest opens up um ah, and then yeah, and then uh it bites the dude's bites, arms uh, bites the dude's arms clean off mm-hmm. and i had i i just thought i'd like was watching maybe a doctor show or like yeah. a, a um you know like a i don't know er movie yeah and it fucking turned into a straight up alien like just the dude's head peels off yep. and then starts walking Rolls around his back oh spider-man God. style so and then kurt, <laughs> kurt russell just flan- the flamethrower's yeah. not working everyone's fucked yeah. um so that just stuck with me so hard yeah um i was legitimately like maybe 13 and was still like what the fuck have i just seen so i always just i fell in love with it and i just kept i watched it forever and I just like the idea of the thing as it could have been. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be anybody. Like I don't know. It just it just had a really good theme to it. Yeah, I, I, it's a great movie. Did you ever watch the weird prequel? I did, and thing? I loved it. You did? I did love it. I I'm not. I need I to rewatch know. it. I think, it but was, I haven't seen it. There were little. There's little Easter eggs in yeah. there that are just perfect. Yeah. Um, like axes being in certain places. Yeah. Um, bodies. Uh where bodies are left and found yeah. in the next at just all kinds of shit. I thought it was, I would have liked more original, uh, see, not, not CGI, but, uh, practical effects, practical effects. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of CG in that. Yeah. You know, they did what they could and they did a decent job. I thought, yeah. um, uh, so some other, uh, horror movies you, you wanted to, or horror related things you kind of wanted to talk about, but how about us? Dude, Jordan I, Peele. I loved it. I uh, I saw it in theaters. I thought it was genius. Honestly, everything <laughs> yeah. about it was fucking genius. And I kind of didn't like uh, uh, what's his name's sec- character. Uh, who's uh, the guy from uh, Tim and Eric? Oh no, you're thinking you're thinking Tim. of the new one, not us. Wait, 
Us is the new one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking fucking get. Why did You're I just think get, get out? out? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. See that? That may I, be biographical. I honestly, <laughs> uh, he he was a. Uh, one thing I didn't like as much about it was their family in it. Yeah. It was like I kind of just liked uh, the main characters. Yeah. I don't well, really... I think that's kind of the point is to be like these people suck. Yeah. And We've you're seen supposed to not like them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tim was an awful person. And he got what he deserved. Very much so. <laughs> so I'm assuming you just finished Stranger Things Season 3? Holy shit, I did. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Please tell me you have. Yeah, Devin and I finished it the other day. Um, I think it's the best season. I think it's the best season yet. I do too. Um, uh, I didn't like Season 2 that much, but Season 3 is really, really see, good. See, I, I forgot Season 2. I Brooke and I were sitting there's down. There's parts of it that are fine, but yeah. it's just a... It's just... There's just... There's uh, a lot of character buildup in, in 2. In season two, the the relationship between um, oh god, I can't ever remember any of the characters' names in this show. Uh, the 11. the teenage the teenage girl and teenage guy that I can't think Steve of. Steve and well, Steve oh, Steve breaks up with her. Yeah, but but it's the other guy, the dude that looks like Matt the Damon older brother. meets uh, yeah, the older brother. It looks like it looks like a lizardy Matt Damon. Yeah, it's like with a cocaine problem. Yeah, like Johnny Depp and Matt Damon yeah. together. And a lot of cocaine. And had a cocaine problem. Apparently, so, he got kicked out of the season two premiere or season three premiere, really? or couldn't make it cause oh, because he had cocaine, cocaine on his, hey. on, his uh, on the hey, airplane. Man. You the can't no- do that the, on the airplane. The nose knows. Yeah, the nose knows, yeah. and you can tell. But yeah, that uh, that whole build up through season two is like you know they're already like yeah. it's already a thing, but they're like drawing it out, which is like too far. But season three, um, I thought it is hit- it's way grosser. Yeah, I wouldn't paid a lot of homage to the thing oh a like, lot yeah a fuck ton yeah like the poster on the wall the poster's always been there yeah but they the mon like once the way the, the scene monster, the monster in the in the hospital when they kill both of the shitty fucking news people yep they just full thing out and just like like yeah. as soon as that happened i was like just run yeah just fucking get away <laughs> when you see two do you see a blob moving just yeah. run just yeah the other way. aren't supposed to move it's the oldest trick in the horror book. <laughs> the Blob. Stay away. Stay away from it. It's been in the 1920s. That It'll was on the video. There is one gripe I have with this movie, or this show. Yeah. And it's a pretty pivotal moment. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna what? say spoilers really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So for the next like five minutes, maybe don't listen don't to listen this. Don't listen if you haven't uh, watched what you just, should you know, have Just watched. skip ahead. The scene where. The Russian and the guy that's always, um, he's been, like, bunkered up for, like, a year and a uh, half. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, the dude. He, he's, he's a comedian. Like, he's like Ali G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sitting they're sitting in the in the car. And he says, and once I become an American citizen, I can go have fun, too. And he's like, you don't have to be an American citizen to have fun. Yeah. And then they get out of the car and go to the carnival. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Literally, it just doesn't make any sense for the for the guy's character who's like always paranoid about everything, just to be like, "Hey, let's go have a good time at the carnival," even though there's Russians trying to kill us. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and then I he's like, and then that. he's like, and then he leaves him alone. Then he leaves the Russian get, alone yeah, to, to go, go get, get corn dogs. Yeah, it's not good. And he turns around, he's like, Those "Corn dogs," and, and it's like, "What is this whole yeah. portion of this?" Didn't make sense except for he talked that guy dying. Yeah. It just was so weird. It was just out of character for Him the character who's supposed to be paranoid and, and tight like, and held to get like or he just high strung. Yeah, and then he just damn. Yeah, people would right. be like, people would be like, like people would be like, oh well, he's like showing that he's empathetic. He, too. Empathetic. It's like yeah, but his whole character is I'm paranoid as fuck. 
somebody that paranoid would be like, no, we need to stay here yeah. and not go to the carnival. Or just, it could have, yeah. yeah. I, I liked I just how they, that, I just I liked how they killed him. I did too. I was mad. I was like, yeah. I knew as soon as you start to love that, it's the, as yep. soon as you start to like that character, they got to. Just like they had to fucking screw with everybody for 30 minutes to make you think that, is it Hopper? Yeah. He's not dead. There's Maybe. N- no, he's not. But that's, that's the thing is they did that whole thing. Yeah. They did it. They let you think he was dead for 30 minutes. Yep. That's sick. That yep. is awesome. Like, that is... It, but it may not be him. It, the, at the end, it may not be him. It might be somebody else. They're only saying it may not be him because of where we are talking about it right now. So we keep talking about it forever. Yes, until we'll talk it's about like, it until, until it's the him. next season. Yeah. Uh, well, there were, there was some reference to another character from season two that died or from season one that died. But yeah. then they make reference to it in season two that he's still alive. I remember I watched this thing about on yeah. YouTube today, and they're like, it could be him. It could but be Barb. Yeah. It could be Barb. Definitely is not Barb. It's not Barb. It's 100%. So, yeah, that's uh, it's very interesting the way they've kind of left that open. I remember as soon as that scene happened, I was like, I, if he's not actually dead, I hate this. And, like... <laughs> You know, because it's like we just saw how this machine works and it kills everybody. They show it. It's the very first thing you see in the entire season is like when this machine goes haywire, everybody gets pulverized. So and I was like, because they didn't show his body or like pieces of him. I was like, he's alive. They didn't even show like a fragment. Yeah. They could have shown a shitty Russian uniform. Yeah. I just like how. I don't know. I like how well-timed shitty russians are uh <laughs> yeah. in this series it's like hey remember remember they're in not the 80s? our friends yeah remember they're in the 80s our, they're still not our uh ally yeah culture shock uh, yes we have a mutual oh, friend that did original score for this chase the chase the horseman chase, chase horseman. horseman he did the original score for culture shock which is a movie on hulu that is it's kind of get outy kind of stepford wives type yeah. situation um, it's a very uh, it's about the crisis at the border right mm-hmm. now um with a very horror uh yeah stepford wives uh, gore twist to it Ooh, gore um, twist gory twist. i haven't been yeah. able to see it yet unfortunately Gigi, but. the director who's been a friend of chase's for a long time mm-hmm. she she delivers that like thing like when it is gory it is like the the right amount of gory nice um, chase's score of the whole whole film was fucking amazing like yeah. it had a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes like the first week it was released actually i'm gonna look it up now yeah let's see where we're see, at uh, see where we're sitting on the tomato scale there were a lot of uh, angry conservative white dudes that were like i don't fucking get this horror it's it's i'm sure they don't yeah they don't Quit trying to politicize a movie that's Just your fucking film. That yeah. yeah, fuck you. That's how about you go make a film? And you make a away. film. Yeah. Oh, away. I'll make a movie. Oh, it'll be called Confederate States of America. Ameri- Wait a minute. Wait. America Two: <laughs> The Better America, starring just the one of the Baldwins. I don't know. <laughs> one of the the shittiest Baldwin brother. America <laughs> Two: Rebuilding America. Eric Brown. Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. I don't always trust Rotten Tomatoes, though. I don't either. I've seen them say some movie was really bad. Oh, they uh, think a Goofy movie is bad. Who the fuck? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has that scored very low, which I was like, I don't get that. Into Into the Dark. Okay, it's Into the Dark. Into the Dark. Features. Yeah. Culture Shock. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes still. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's most recent. 
It's on there. Very nice, yeah. yeah. So they got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So check out Culture Shock. It's an Into the Dark, Into the Dark Productions uh, with Bloomhouse. And uh, can find that on Hulu. All right, we're going to get into some uh, some quick questions here. We can rap- elaborate on any of these that we want. Um, we don't have to make them quick at all. Yeah, yeah. Who is your favorite comedian? Uh, I got I got to say Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. I man, I saw him live in Kansas City on that tour. He uh, filmed a bunch of stuff for Netflix, mm-hmm. and it was fucking amazing. He put he, we made he made everybody put their phones in a pouch. I didn't have my phone for two hours, and it was so relieving. And uh, he was better than ever when he came back. Yeah. I did watch Aziz's new stand-up. I liked it. I started it. Uh, I haven't finished it, but yeah. I got And he starts off, like, addressing his whole yeah. situation that happened to him last year. Yeah. Uh, which is one hell of a way to start a, yeah. uh, a, com- a, a comedy large. special. It was yeah. A, yeah, I mean, it's the and Spike right Jones, way. Spike Jones directed it as yeah. well. So it if looked, you're a Spike Jones guy, uh, it's very cool to see him directing. It was the right way to come out after after the year he had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope i i liked his i liked the special i liked his um, bit about talking about his r kelly bits oh yeah and he's like that doesn't age that well no <laughs> i cannot watch that again yeah, yeah i mean that's that's time the looking looking at the world through 2019 lens back that's why yeah i the irony of it being 2020 <laughs> next year yeah is uh we gotta look back on the shit that's going on right now and see if we really want what what's going on oh god yeah what have you been listening to lately? <laughs> I have dove headfirst into just stupid math rock, like just finding playlists on Spotify and mm-hmm. just hitting random. I found this cool band called By Curious that have a really cool song named "I'm Not on Drugs, I Just Sweat a Lot." <laughs> um, so there, it's like going back into the the early 2000s of why do these bands have song titles that are strange poems? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been they're they're one of the new newer bands I found. Cool. What about you? I've been listening to uh, Big Crit has a new album and the first song on it. Crit, well, I think the album's called Crit Rules, but yeah. uh, the first song on the album is freaking incredible. The production's insane. Um, and then I've been listening to Chase Chase Chase's, the Horseman. Oh yeah, uh, Disinformation Blues. Disinformation Blues. The uh, now I can't think of it. Duck and Cover. How you like it's that a banger. one? banger. Dude, it's catchy as fuck, it's right? It's so catchy. I told him that was going to be the single off that yeah. record. It's really good. Yeah, he, he's It doesn't sound like any of the other songs on there, too. So nope. It's really cool. I, I was kind of like, so listen to it. The Happy, Happy New Year, I think, uh, is the name of the first song. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it's kind of slow to start with, but it's it's four songs, and they mm-hmm. fit together right. And yeah. he was telling me that they're kind of like uh, seasons is what yeah. he's trying to per, uh, portray. Yeah. But the duck and cover thing, I remember him working on that in his house on the west side and just f- fucking with old tapes that he had found at yeah. the thing. And then it's riffy, dude. It's like Beck shit. Yeah, uh, it I'll is. It like, is like it's, Beck shit. It's very, very Beck. Beck could should pay him money just for <laughs> being good. You know what? <laughs> you should you hear, hear that, Beck? Good. You, you better <laughs> check my boy Chase out. Have you watched anything lately, TV show or movie, that you would recommend to people? Oh, the uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Have yeah. you watched those on that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. That was a. It's like Black Mirror. Kind of. I mean, uh, my favorite is the second episode. I think. Do you remember well, it's what? all different. It's different orders. Yeah. So no, it's not different order. This the episodes are all in. No, the episodes episodes are in different order depending on who's watching it. Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. What the fuck? I got based look off here. of like what you've watched before. Really? It'll it shuffles it. 
So you're saying your sec- the second one may not be the same second one. Which one okay, are you talking about? Okay, I'm talking about the uh, I'm talking about the little robot. Uh, the, the the three, three robots. robots. Yeah, yeah with, that one's really good. Dude, oh my god, it's so just uh, just sad. Yeah, <laughs> and just I wanted that to be a full series. Like yeah. the the personality of those robots were fucking awesome. Whoever designed those characters and wrote that story were I, I'm ashamed. I don't remember who directed it or did it. Yeah. That one, and then... Uh, well, there's so many directors on that, it's hard to keep the, track. The one... Do you, do you remember the one where the guy, like, wakes up, but he's, like, really in hell? Uh, and he's just with, like, like the sexy space girl that he, like, met on a moon years ago. And, like... Oh, so yeah. So it's, like, really, like, the coordinates are off, and he's, yeah. like, really in... He's really been fucking an alien. Yeah. Like, succubus for... Yeah, she's actually, ever. like, a giant spider. Yeah. Yeah. That one, like, I, I was like, whoa, this is wild. And then it was also, like, almost too sexual. Yeah. It's like, y'all, like, chill out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get that you watch Game of Thrones and uh, that you got to compete with this other stuff, but they had this really shitty song that plays twice in yes. that episode that's yes. just like, living in the shadows. Yeah. Living in the shadows. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I fucking, yeah, it's stuck, it's so it gets stuck in my head. Yeah. And it, sorry, it's, it's, a, it gets stuck it's, in it's a really bad song, but. Oof. It's it like almost ruins that that yeah that thing, could be the why song the, is so the, bad yeah it's it's I don't know I don't like hentai or like cartoon pornography I really and that's what it was yeah. like borderline I really like the one that's the uh, it's the farmers and they have the mechs yeah. that one's really good it's almost like a Pixar movie yeah really uh, and then I I like the one where it's like some weird sort of time loop that's happening where a guy is looking out his window and he sees a the witness. Yeah, that's the witness. The he looks out the window, sees a girl getting murdered, and when the person turns around, it's him. Yeah. And then they chase each other all the way through, and then come back around, and then it happens again, In but reverse. with the girl. Yeah. And then when she turns and looks at the window, it's a girl looking down on her, and yep. it's like, whoa, what's going on? That that, that one was really cool because it like almost looked like it was actually acted out and they animated over yeah. it uh but it was really cool i, like I, I loved it the, the the animation on that one was really it kind of was like scanner darkly yes um I'm trying to think of the there was there was one more oh the uh the alternate universe machine mm. that one's fucking good yeah it's a, just uh, love death and robots is great i've just been watching a lot of stand-up comedy too like nate bargetts have you seen mm-hmm. him he does this bit about uh going to starbucks and getting a uh, specifically a Starbucks in a Target. So, you know, it's not like a... <laughs> it's not a real... Yeah. It's not a real But Starbucks. they should have everything you, sh- you yeah. want. And, and basically getting... His, the person getting his order wrong and just giving him a cup of ice with milk in it. It's like... <laughs> talking about looking like a complete psychopath. Like, yeah. who orders that? Yeah. No one... No, no one, one ever <laughs> orders that. Who? How would you hear me say that? It's... Yeah, he's really funny. I yeah. think he's coming to Kansas City sometime soon. Uh, I'm I'm sure. We have a lot of... We had a lot of stand-ups coming through. I have recently seen Midsummer. Yeah. I tried to record... I need to see it. Yeah, I tried to record a podcast with uh, my girlfriend, Devin. Yeah. Uh, my friend, Zach and Caitlin. Uh, it started off really, really well. We were doing great, but then we started doing this cheers that they do in the movie uh-huh. a lot, and yeah. so we were doing that with peppermint schnapps because oh. we were, it was themed yeah, we, sweet, yeah. and, you know. And then we had like a dip that was in the shape of one of the runes that we were eating, uh-huh. and we ended up getting very intoxicated while trying to review the film. Oh no! And it started off great. Started yeah. First, you know, twenty minutes were probably really good, and then yeah. after that, it uh, it's not good. It started started deteriorating very quickly, uh, so you may never hear that. Oh but, God! Uh, <laughs> you might have to try it again. Try yeah, it again. yeah. Well, we'll have to, but we d- we needed more. 
like actual yeah we needed more like notes and like bullet points to hit because we just started we just were all over the place and it was a disaster oh my god but midsummer is good yeah Uh, go see it i i didn't like it as much as hereditary i love hereditary that's such a hereditary was one of the best new movies i've seen yeah and this isn't i I will say that midsummer isn't as scary as hereditary at all it's just like kind of a a mind fuck movie that kind of thing it's not a uh it's not like meant to make you like freak out or jump scare or any of that kind of stuff it's just Um, unsettling yeah Yeah. it's yeah and uh it's good yeah Uh, i liked it thanks Uh, for not spoiling it yeah i yeah i can't can't do that to people brooke went and bought tickets for us to go and without seeing when i worked and was just like oh yeah we're going friday i got tickets i'm like that is a day i work (laughs) i can't go you can't go to the movie without me what's your favorite video game oh man metal gear solid the I, first one? Yeah, the PlayStation one? Yeah. The first... Snake! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, man, the first... I love the Metal Gear Solid games. I got that first PS, like, uh, demo disc. Yeah, with, and it's on Metal there. Gear mm-hmm. and, like, Crash Bandicoot. Yep. And I fell in love as soon as I got to wear a box and walk around and hide in in a game. And then, like, the stealth thing was sick. Yeah. Because I came from, like, GoldenEye as yeah. a kid and was like, wow, this is... Shoot everything. Totally different. Yeah. It was a different style of playing. Yeah. Did um, you end up playing uh, Metal Gear Solid Five on? Uh, I beat. Yeah, I did. I loved it. The, the Phantom Limb, or, or the Phantom, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. <laughs> Phantom Limb. Phantom. That's that's a very Venture Brothers thing. I'm a huge Venture Brothers fan. So, <laughs> Phantom Limb is such a shitty. He's such a bad guy. Um, but Phantom Pain. Ugh. Well, it, technically, he did have a. He, he did have, have a Phantom, Phantom Limb. Yeah. So that was that would give him Phantom Pain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not. No, I, that that game, uh, the gameplay of that was so much fun for like a really really long time. Eventually, I just felt like I kept going to each mission, doing pretty much the same thing. Yeah, like uh, let me hit everybody with a sleep dart and then uh, go through and get everything I need and then walk yeah. out. I uh, built my base up pretty. I saw, I was fucking. I had probably like seven hundred soldiers kidnapped. See, I never got into that. I never got into that uh, portion fun. where you're doing mother base and you could fight bounce, others. Yeah, yeah. And fight others. I ended up getting really into the. The online, I played the online a lot. Really, yeah. I see. I didn't, I didn't get into that. It was fun. It was really fun, and it would play like the old Metal Gear Solid music. Like you yeah, could pick yeah. which theme songs, you wanted to yeah, hear. Yeah. So that's one play, thing I loved about this one. Yeah, and you could play that. It was like, oh, man, this is so good. All the Bowie, all, all the, the Bowie. Bowie. There's a lot of Bowie in the that. The cinematography game. and it's fucking great. It's not overbearing. I thought it was like not the most climactic end to yeah. it, but. It'll be in the story is also like yeah. what the fuck's going on. Absolutely. Speaking of which, have are you about this Death Stranding life? Yeah, you showed me that video. Yeah, it's fucking trippy. <laughs> I, dude, I ate a, another time. I ate a bunch of mushrooms and watched that Death Stranding video after we got done with the gig. Uh, I was sitting at home. I was like, "What the fuck is this baby doing floating in this guy's stomach? Yeah. What is it like? It's wild. The, the rain makes you old. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I don't. No one really knows what that is or what's going on. Konami. Uh, yeah. Koji- uh, wait. Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. Konami's who he, Konami's who he left. Yeah. Uh, Kojima. Dude, Kojima, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Pretty fun He's shit. a good follow. He, he posts some cool shit. Yeah. He posts, like, bands he fucks with. Yeah. He's, uh, a, he's a cool guy. He's interesting. And, obviously, it's just going to be, like, this whole game's going to be a mind fuck. Uh, but it comes out in November, wait. so we, we don't have very long to wait for that. Dude. I still have PT on my PlayStation. I don't. I See, oh. I downloaded it. I had it too late. Really? Where I they kicked it, it off. Now it's gone. Yeah, I got it still. It's dude that you could sell your PlayStation for a lot of money now. Damn, 
I should get Flappy Bird too on my phone. Yeah, there you go. Flip that. Flip that shit. Flip that Flappy. Uh, flip Silent that. Hill. Flip Did you ever flappy. play Silent Hill? Um, I um, two. I played. I played the one. I think it's called the Room, where oh, you're yeah, like in a hotel yeah. room, and it's it's not very good, no. but uh, two's it's, the best. It's interesting enough. Yeah, two is good. Um, I just never got into those too much. The, I think the one I got furthest in was Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And I was also like, what the fuck's going on? This yeah. doesn't make any damn sense. The new one, Resident Evil on uh, PlayStation. I played Biohazard. I beat Biohazard. Yeah, it was cool. It was scary. It, it got me fucked up jumping at me and stuff. Yeah. Have you played any VR stuff? I have not, no. My father-in-law got one of those PlayStation VR things. He yeah. He plays, uh, what's that, Elder Scrolls? Oh, Skyrim? Mar- Mar- yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim. And... He also smokes a ton of weed, too. Oh, well, like, there you he's go. He's this big yeah. stoner now that he's out of the military. But he... Uh, of course. He fucking... He had me come over. He's like, put this on your face. It, far, it made me kind of sick. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, it can, yeah. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I don't know how ready I'd be for that either. I, I definitely want to give it a try, but haven't haven't gotten that far yet. Do you have a favorite local eatery? Man, I really like Extra Virgin. That's one oh, of my, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite That's where I took spots. Devin on our first date. Really? It was also... Uh, um, industry night, so it made Ooh. it very cheap. Hell yes, dude! I love Brooke and I found that a, well, a couple years ago, and that's a good go-to spot we like to hit. Um, Goat Hill Coffee up in the West Side—that's like one of my favorite spots in town. It's uh, we live up there, and I try and walk up there at least two or three times a week and get see my buddy Sam who works there and uh, Max. Both of them are just like cool music dudes. Um, and they're always they always give Jeff treats too. Oh, Jeff that, is my well, Jeff is my 180 pound English mastiff. <laughs> um, so that chunky boy loves going up and getting his daily snacks. Getting his snacks. Do you, are you a barbecue guy at all? Do you have a favorite yeah, barbecue spot? Um, so I fuck with Gates. I Gates, like Gates a yeah. lot. Um, uh, Arthur, they're all good. Like I still haven't been to. Ooh, Slaps. Slaps is Slaps is pretty top tier. Yeah. Um. I still haven't done Joe. Is it Jones? Joe's? Joe's? Yeah, Joe's. You haven't done Joe's? No. I know everybody that's watched Queer Eye has like... Oh, Jones. Jones. Oh, Jones. That's yeah, yeah, right? No, I thought Joe's. you meant Joe's. I've had Joe's. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, what? I haven't had Jones, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't Like, either. I know Minsky's did that, like, collab pizza, but I don't really fuck with barbecue on pizza. I, d- I, I, I had the I had the collab pizza. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't been to Jones. That was, like, a big... It was on Queer Eye. Yeah. Uh, people loved it. They're about there. to do their fourth season here. Yep. They're going to do it here again because they loved so it so sad. much. Yeah. Go KC. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it helps, you know. Any uh, yeah. any more eyes on the city it helps out. We're as long as it doesn't push that rent. Uh, it'll do that. <laughs> uh, it definitely will do that because that's just how it goes. It's upon us. Yeah. Yeah. But comparatively, we are still way, way cheaper than pretty oh, yeah. much everywhere else in the country. So Sorry, L.A. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this has been a blast. Yeah, man. Uh, Dude, thanks for having me over and doing this, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for coming on. and uh, We'll see each other at work at Record Bar in a couple yeah, days. Yeah. Oh, no. you gotta, you got to go to uh, yeah, L.A. Yeah, I'm going to L.A. Uh, what are you doing out 22nd there? 22nd to 28th. Uh, vacation. Saying it. Yeah. Devin lived out there for eight years, so uh, she wants me to go out there and meet all of her friends and stuff. Uh, you know where you got to go? Mm-hmm. Sir. Sir. Sir or Tom Tom. What's There's Sir? This show called uh, The Real Housewives of mm. uh, Orange County. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> or maybe it's Orange. I don't know which one it is. Real Housewives, but Lisa Vanderpump. She also has a show called Vanderpump Pump Rules. Rules. Yeah. Fuck. That is my shit. My wife and I watch that all the time. And 
we haven't gone out. She owns these restaurants in L.A., and I always want to go, but my wife's not with me when I'm on tour, so I'm just like, fuck, I can't go here. She'll, she'll fucking kill me. If I go to Sir or Tom Tom without her, it's done. Yeah. Uh, I plan on hitting some places. I've gotten some recommendations of places yeah. to go and stuff like that, but uh, I think we're going to a Dodgers game. Dodgers. We're going to a Dodgers-Anaheim Angels game. Holy shit. Because I was like, if we're going, then I want to go when they're playing Mike Trout. Yeah. So, Mike. <laughs> well, I feel like he's like the best baseball, one of yeah. the best baseball players he's, ever. Yeah, he's and great. And Pujols is also but still there. So, uh, so I'd like to go see that. If, like, if I had to go to a baseball game, yeah. I'd rather go see like some really great players. Absolutely. And then uh, I think we're trying to go to the comedy store. Nice. Uh, but they still have not. I need to check today, but they still hadn't put out lineups for the, that oh, week really? yet. So you're probably trying to cool. pick. Yeah, trying to yeah. pick a date without knowing who's going to be there is just like kind of tough. Yo, actually, just do it, and, and that's when that's when it. the cool shit will happen. Like just yeah, pick a Wednesday and just show up then because then fucking you'll see Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle will show up and yeah, um, fucking Joe Rogan will walk in all sweaty high on. Well, DMT. Joe has his scheduled stuff now, oh, and he does. he does one a week before. So I'm like ah. Hey. But yeah, well, I'll find something out there, and uh, we have like a beach day, and yeah. I think we're going camping while we're out there. We're doing a lot of stuff, so yeah, um, yeah. LA is cool. LA is really, really cool. I can't, I could never live there, but it's a very it's a good place spot. to visit. So yeah. I'm, I'm sick to that. I'll see Isaac from Hembry and stuff while I'm out there. Oh, nice. So that'll be fun. But. Hell yeah, man! Well, All right, man. Have a safe trip. Dude, thanks will. for having me on the show. Thank you for coming on.